Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the IntelliCast podcast. This is Adam Jolly. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Brian Lamar. Hey, good afternoon, Adam. Brian, we're in a different studio today. I feel like I, I kind of hear an echo. I think it's so, just because we're so close. Uh, <laughs> a little weird. If you'd like to reach out to EMI for any questions, any solutions, any Mount Rushmore's or rants and be on the IntelliCast podcast, please reach out at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Follow EMI on Twitter, EMI underscore research. My own personal Twitter, Adam Jolly. Brian, what's your Twitter? Um, no Twitter yet. Are we just not going to do it? I'm not really, I'm really good at ideas. I'm not executing on an idea. What if you just got a Twitter and you only used it for like curating sports, pop culture, and news stories? Like you didn't tweet anything out. I just shared stuff. You liked and retweeted some things that were cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just a totally this, selfish Twitter. This is like step one right. of like six steps of being right. a Twitter. I know um, ultimately the goal is to build your brand. But we're not there yet. Well, okay. it's a long-term goal. That's right. It's a long-term goal. You think, like, by the time, like, you know what? Right when I'm getting ready for retirement, I want, that's my right. peak. Right. That's what I'm at peak, like. For my funeral. Real high Q score. <laughs> right. Is that a thing? Yeah, sure. It's still a thing. Um, this week, we are going to do, um, it's going to be a short one, to be honest. No guest this week. We're kind of gearing up for MRMW next week. We're going to talk a little bit about MRMW, where we're most excited What's the most, I guess, the most exciting speaker that we're hoping to hear from, The uh, what we're hoping to learn, who we're hoping to run into. We'll talk a little bit more about our live recording. And then, oh. you know what? A little gift. Oh. A gift to our listeners who are coming in to the Cincinnati tri-state area, what to do in town, what to eat in town, oh. things like that. That's kind of nice, right? I should have better prepared. You live in your life. There's yeah, exactly. nothing to prepare. I lived here 16 years. Like, what day is the contest? Uh, oh, oh, the conference is on Tuesday? Here's what I do on Tuesdays. Right. It's just something like that. So we'll get started. Uh, MRMW is happening on Monday. No, it's not. On Tuesday the 24th and Wednesday the 25th is in Covington, Kentucky. It's not in Cincinnati, but at least you can see Cincinnati. Yeah. I think last time... It's a good view. Yeah, well, the most beautiful of you, some would say. Yeah. Someone, uh, last time it was in Cincinnati, it was actually out by the airport. At like oh, the really? NKU, it was at the NKU Met Center. Oh, my gosh. Which is great. I mean, it's a super nice facility, but you're at least 20 minutes from Cincinnati, and you might as well just be in Canada out there. Yeah. That's not the most proud Northern Kentucky I would share. That's like out by, uh, we had Sarah on the podcast. It's out by Erlanger. Oh, God. This Grayville. Hebron. <laughs> Hebron. That's, a, that's the best. That's what I would do. I should, we should sit at the airport and be like, hey, what city are you in right now? Wrong. You're in Hebron. It's the worst. <laughs> what state? Uh, so let's talk about MRMW. Uh, are you, what are you most excited about? I'm really excited about our live podcast. Yeah. It's at a place called, I think it's Burgers to Biscuits or Biscuits to Burgers? Biscuits, biscuits to Burgers. Biscuits before burgers except after C. Got it. I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I have some friends that are going to be there. And so okay. I'm going to convince them to stop by. I haven't seen them in a while. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for, like, energy of a conference on our home hometown. I don't yeah. think I've, ex- I've experienced that. You have. Um, the Great Lakes chapter of the MRA has been here before. I've, I've yeah. been there. But this is a, kind of a big deal. Like, I didn't think it was this big. It's a pretty big conference. There's a lot of big brands here. There's Uber, P&G, Twitter, Microsoft, Duracell. There's a lot of brands. And it's... It, it, to me, what it, what it comes back to, so 
we have an okay airport. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you think about it, everything runs through Atlanta anyway, but yeah. like we have direct flights from New York and LA, whatever. That's all you really need, right? Yeah. And Chicago. And then you have PNG here in town. You have Kroger slash eighty four fifty one in town. Yep. So there's just two there's just two large, like top twenty yeah, big brands. company brand. Yeah. Along with that, you've got a bajillion market research companies. Yeah. Why is this conference the first national non-regional market research conference in Cincinnati since it was here the last time five years ago? It's it's really ridiculous. I know there's a lot of branding conferences here, but market research, I don't think people realize per capita we have to have as many researchers as any city in the nation. We should be putting on a conference here, partnering with all our friends across the, the county and the tri-state to put putting something on. It's kind of, it's, honestly, it's ridiculous. Maybe it's our convention center. Well, even that, like, so they're having this one at the River Center. Yeah. Not even the Northern Kentucky Convention Center, right. the River Center. Yeah. So anywhere you can get a big hotel. I mean, yeah. Cincinnati, you can go to the Westin, which yeah. is right on Fountain Square, and you could have a, a conference there. Who cares? You have five, room for 500, 600 people. You can have a conference. That'd be a large one. But ideal is probably what two fifty three hundred maybe I don't know ideal yeah yeah for sure I just wonder what is it with what is it about Cincinnati so now that Cincinnati has some kind of chamber of commerce that's made where there's things to do in town yeah there's obviously market research firms in town and spenders and vendors of market research pretty centrally located what is it going to take to get more conferences to come into this town you know. I think P&G doesn't spend enough money on other things. <laughs> well, mainly, I don't think they give a crap about the rest of every, what everyone else is doing, right? By the way, that's a joke. They In Cincinnati, they sponsor everything. If they weren't in if they somehow moved to, like, South America or something right. to avoid taxes, I would be scared. The streets would be dirtier. It would be a wasteland. 15,000 less high-paying jobs. It would be a disaster. We have no charities at all. Well, sure. So that was a joke. Well, you look at... No, well, you look at... So a few years back, well, five years back, they had SMR. First time SMR was in the United States, it was in Atlanta. And Coca-Cola went nuts as yeah. far as bringing in speakers, having people there. Um, AT&T had people there. Uh, there's always like a city steps up. Couldn't Cincinnati step up the same way? You'd hope. <laughs> let's start. Let's start doing some negative um, social media and try to see if they can do it. Wait, and I think the other part is is outside of those two brands, you have a lot of competing market research firms. So it's not yeah. like all of a sudden somebody from Burke and somebody from yeah. Neil Basie's direction, somebody are gonna be like, "Hey, let's get together and put right. we'll it, split the cost." Right? Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Let's put a conference together. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned that we're doing the live recording. We'll jump on that in just a second, but we're also hosting kind of a private club. This is weird. All right, put it on the table. The Metro Club. It's at the top of the River Center. We have access to LA. We're kind of tr- treating it like a, uh, a Delta Sky Miles Club, <laughs> to where like people can come up. Take a break. Get out from the riffraff. Take your shoes off. Of the comp- Take your shoes off. Have a cup of soup. <laughs> right? Have a drink. Charge and, your phone. Take a break from the conference. Stare at the Cincinnati skyline. It's, it is a beautiful view. I know that's kind of like a, a, the joke, but it is a really nice view. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. So and while we're there... I guess there's a Reds game going on. You can watch the Cardinals Reds game, I think, from us. How you high can watch it from the Metro. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely see in the stadium. Who, the Reds are in town next Reds week. are in town to play the Braves. 
Oh my. Well, is the... Should be a sellout. Do we know if... <laughs> you and 35 of your closest friends watching baseball. Now, are, is the Roebling open, though, for pedestrian traffic? I think it's open May 1st. It's you not can't even go to the suspension now. bridge. Oh, that's horrible. So if you came in for the MRNW and you're like, there's the city, I just can't touch it. <laughs> right? Well, there's a bridge right here right outside of my hotel. Oh my gosh, look at the oh, bridge. It's, it's closed. Man. A beautiful historic bridge. Like one of the iconic symbols of the city. Do you, do you know the history of the Roebling? Would you like to share it to the listeners? I, I know a little bit of it. So John Roebling yep. uh, designed and built the bridge. And he built it, I think, as um, a practice run to build the Brooklyn Bridge. And so it's not nearly as long as the Brooklyn Bridge, but it looks very similar. It's beautiful. People walk on it. You can ride your bikes on it. You can take pictures. Um, drive on it, obviously. Um he started building the, the Brooklyn Bridge, and I think he went nuts. I yeah. think he had, he had like a nervous breakdown, and it, his son had to fix it. Am I right with that? I think it was his his son had to finish it. Yeah. Because he was just, he lost, he, the scale that he used for Cincinnati, he couldn't equate to what was going to be for the Brooklyn Bridge. But apparently he was a genius, and a, I mean, it is a really, honestly, I don't know how they built this over 100 years ago, especially the Brooklyn Bridge, which is right. twice the size. Yeah. Sure. You can't Pretty see well. that. Can't, yeah, sorry. We're just well. You know what? Just listen to the podcast. We'll describe it to you. It's blue. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so let's jump into next week. Our live recording. Recording seven p.m. Tuesday night, the twenty fourth at Biscuits to Burgers. It's in the kind of the lobby area of the um, building next to the Marriott where the conference is. Yeah. What are What are your biggest and wildest dreams about this live podcast? Well, the first time we've had a, anybody other than our guest and producer Brian with us. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I think we'll feed off the energy. I think there'll be people there. We'll be, there might be an alcoholic beverage in our hand. Oh, for sure. I checked. Um, they got a decent, I mean, they got some local brews. Yeah. Got some Ryan guys on tap. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that lots of people stop by. We'll interview some guests. We'll interview some people at the conference. We'll interview maybe some family members that are there. Sure. If the, if the guest list isn't paying out. Right. I'm I'm excited just to just to have fun, I think. Me too. I think it's going to be great. People can see like how little prep. Right. <laughs> and how it really is just us talking about right. like market research. Hey, what made you mad about research? <laughs> right. Think about the email that made you most mad this week. Let's talk about it in the podcast. Save it for the podcast. We'll talk about it then. Yeah, we'll show up about six forty five. Producer Brian will hook it up. He'll be really stressed out. Yeah, he'll testing be there at it. 5.30. Right. We'll show yeah. up at like 6.58 with nothing prepared. No. Just go. What, uh, what are you wearing? That's what I meant to ask you. I was like, should I... I guess I kind of have to wear something at least somewhat nice. Uh, probably EMI quarters it. <laughs> Is Menning coming to the podcast? <laughs> Menning didn't wear quarters it last time I saw him. First time ever. Didn't recognize him. New he looks season. good at him. Yeah, new year, new you. Um, uh, I don't really want to wear a button-up shirt, but I kind of feel like I should. Tuxedos. <laughs> Top hat. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> tails. Wear tails and I'll put a monocle in. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, I, I think guess... there's something there. What if we just had somebody... The real thing would be like if we could get actors to come and act like they're us. So then the podcast starts and they're doing it and say it's like... To like giant right. albino dudes or something, and they're like, "What? That's not them, right?" Or what if we could get like local celebrities? Like, what if Pete Rose joins the podcast? Not a horror. Not you know what? I I would say with thirty dollars, 
and maybe an open bar tap for the night, we could get a Lachey. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pete Rose, because you'd have to throw on like a, a 27-year-old Asian woman or something. To Whoa, easy. I was going to yeah, a three-team teaser. Right. Yeah, we'll get something there. So Kino. <laughs> yeah, hey, we got a Kino thing set up. Come on down, Pete. We can get a Lachey, I think. Oh, we could easily get, if not... Not the good one. Maybe not Nick, but Drew. They just closed their downtown bar. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I do feel sad about that. Yeah, it wasn't their fault. But no. uh, you'll learn that when you come to Cincinnati. I'm sure people around the street will be talking about it. So, we've talked about the live recording. We've talked about the Metro Club. I guess the main part is people coming to town. I don't think... A lot of people probably do come in town a lot, whether they're visiting Kroger, 8451, you know, somebody else here in town. Maybe they're visiting, like... Burke or Directions or Market Vision or somebody like that. Um, but for those who don't every day, let's kind of talk a little bit like what to do. This is our gift yeah. to the people coming in for MRMW. What would you say? What would you say you should do on a Tuesday night in Cincinnati? Okay, so there is a Reds game. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, bring a ten dollar bill and walk across the bridge, and you can go watch a, a professional baseball team. Play another professional baseball team. Loosely defined. But seriously, if you haven't been to the Reds team, it's a nice stadium. It's in a nice little neighborhood. It's really inexpensive. They they serve beer there. Um, It's it's honestly, it's right across the river. You can see it from your hotel or the conference. I would go to that. That's one thing, I think. Um, That's not super unique. Um, If you get out of, if you want to go to Cincinnati, cross the bridge, and you have some time, I think if you have one thing to do, it's a tough one. I'd probably send people to over the Rhine to walk up maybe Vine Street, up around between like 12th and 15th Street. It's an historic neighborhood. There's lots of restaurants and bars. It's very active. It's very diverse. It's one of the, you know, lots of urban cities have a burgeoning historic district. That's Cincinnati's. Um, just a fun time for all ages. And that's what I would do. What do you, what, do you agree? Uh, I do. I do agree. I would say... For a Tuesday night, if I would, I would, so I got to eat. Yeah, you got to eat. Right? To get the most Cincinnati, I would probably go to Skyline. <laughs> and what you do, you go to Skyline, you get a small three-way because yeah. you might not like it. Yeah. And then. It's five bucks. It's five bucks. And then get two cheese conies on the side. Oh. I would not go with mustard on your cheese conies because I think for a rookie, like a a version palette. Yeah. It's not the best case. I can't think to, if you're going to do it, you have to do it right. Go all the way in. But I would definitely do the small. Right. And you're going to be amazed by the amount of cheese you're going to get. I don't know if I'd get the Coney because I think that this, you're going to have two dinners. Right. Okay. Here we go. Let's start it over then. All right. Start out your day three way. Right. It's not going to fill you up. That's right. a snack. <laughs> exactly. It's a, so you have a snack. Right. Right? A, a three-way skyline. Maybe we should look up, like, what's the closest skyline to yeah. the River Center, to wherever the conference There's got to be one with that 150 yards. Yeah. Anyway, so you go there. Then I would go across the bridge, yep. and I would maybe just walk around the yeah. Banks Park. That's just kind of pretty. Oh, yeah. See the river. You could get kind of the buzz of the 12,000 people going to the baseball game that day. I mean, it's sure to be 70 degrees and sunny next week, right? I think it is. It's supposed to be like 60-something. I oh, I was kidding. It's probably going to snow. So then I would then suggest from there getting on the streetcar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, hey, come on. You thought this through. I thought this through a little bit. And you take it up, and I would get out at Washington Park. Uh, so Washington yeah. Park is kind of our – it's a newer park. It used to be – I mean, it's been a park forever. 
but it, they've recently, within the last four or five years, revitalized it. It sits out in front of Music Hall, which is a huge building with a huge stained glass window. It's just a gorgeous building. It's been yeah. around for over 100 years. Um, usually some live bands playing down there. Some kind of event is always happening yeah. at Washington Park and Music Hall. And then from there, um, eat your second dinner. Right. <laughs> I would suggest if I was in OTR, if the weather is super nice, I would go to Kruger's. Really? I would. Yeah. I would yeah. go to Kruger's first, which is on the corner of like 12 and... Vine. Vine. Yeah. Go And go to the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, Go to the rooftop. Yeah. Uh, get a burger. The burgers are great. They uh, specialize... Every beer they have is canned, which is fine. Um, good asparagus. Don't sleep on that. Eh, it's Underrated. a little for you. Underrated. <laughs> but the rooftop there is, is great. Yeah. Um, if I didn't go to Kruger's, if the weather is a little bit chilly or it might be raining, I would go to the Eagle, which is famous for fried chicken. It's an old post office that they've made into a fried chicken joint. They brine their chicken for like eight days or something and then fry it. It's amazing. Get the chicken sandwich with the hot honey at the Eagle. I'm telling you. For dessert, then go across the street, go to Grater's or go next door to Holtman's Donuts and get yep. donuts. It's a famous donuts place here in town. Yeah. And then... Uh, How about the streetcar? Yes, if the weather is nice, again, hop back on the streetcar. Even if it's not nice, hop on the streetcar. Go up to Ryan Geist. It's the last stop on the streetcar. Go out to the patio, the rooftop. Yeah, play some games, have a couple beers. Play some cornhole, play some wiffle ball, whatever. Have a couple beers. It's a good brewery. It's the largest per barrel brewery in Cincinnati. Um, But they usually have like 25 different beers on tap. They're kind of known for their IPAs, but really good with like sours, ciders, things like that. So... That's my uh, day in Cincinnati. That's what I would do. That's, that's two. That's probably all, total. That's a little two hours, two and a half hours, right? That's it. Easy. Yeah. It's a, that's not less the, amount of time than a baseball game. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> the other one. So here's something me and my wife do. We have what we call like college date nights. Yeah. We set a budget, fifty dollars. We can't spend more than fifty dollars on a date night. Huh. Outside of Uber, that's where this gets tricky. <laughs> so we'll drive down to OTR and go to Gomez Salsa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is on in between Vine and Main on Twelfth Street, and all it, it's not you can't eat there. It's just a door. It's just a half door. Yeah. And get what they have a turtle there. Yeah. It's basically like a cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah. No, a uh, yeah, yeah cheesy gordita crunch. Uh, go next door um, to Half Cut which is just a local beer bar. They mainly serve only local beers, and they'll bring the turtle into you there, and you can eat, drink, and eat. It's pretty easy. Another go-to for me, let's go to 21C Hotel. There's yeah, some other 21Cs, but it's it's kind of a hotel-slash-bar restaurant, really nice restaurant called Metropole, and um, it's also kind of an art museum, so you could go there, grab a beer, and wander around 21C, look at some kind of modern-day art, funky, crazy art. If you're into art and beer, you can do that. True. I will say that if you're into art, beer, and softcore pornography, most of the art there is a little, a little risque. Eclectic, some would say. Oh, yeah. Open your mind. You're in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice it's there. Great. It's nice. It is super nice. It's a good little area. And I think that's really what you need in Cincinnati. Like, I think being in Cincinnati, it's a little bit different in that you're... The river away from the south. Yeah. And you will definitely notice different behaviors from when you're in Covington at the conference when you're in Cincinnati. Yeah. You have a little bit of south, but you have a little bit of north of Midwest also. Yeah. So you have friendly, friendly people and then hillbillies, which are naturally friendly by nature. Friendlier. So yeah. Say. 
We're both from Kentucky. We can make those jokes. It's a naive friendly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, the people that live in northern Kentucky, which is what we call Covington, Newport, kind of the, I guess it's metropolitan area of Cincinnati, they don't really think they're from Kentucky. No. They say they're, they're from Cincinnati or northern Kentucky. They have to qualify. It kind of right. drives me crazy. Would you do anything in northern Kentucky if you were in town? I don't know Northern Kentucky. We'd have to bring in Sarah Getz, a previous guest who lives in Erlinger. I don't really know Northern Kentucky really, but the, but I do know I know Newport better than Covington. Newport's got some nice things to do. Um, there's a giant bell you can go right. see. Sure. So if you're into giant bells, I think it's one of the biggest bells in the world. Yeah. Um, in Covington, there's Main Strauss. Is Main Strauss still packed? Well, that's what I, I you're stepping on my turf a little bit. So when I became a man, yeah, I was a Main Strauss guy. And I was always, like, I started going to Main Strauss when I was 18. It's an old German village part of Covington. Actually, not too far from the yeah. hotel. I probably wouldn't walk there. It's not too far of a walk, but I wouldn't walk there. I would definitely cab or yeah. uh, Uber it. But um, I would suggest if you want to see some nightlife, go to Main Strauss. There's some decent restaurants yeah. over there. Um, I would suggest if I was going out and didn't want to cross the river, you could definitely go to Madison and uh, go to the... Um, Hotel Commonwealth. Is that what it's called? Hotel Covington. Jeez, it's so good. I call it the wrong name. It's, it's kind of like 21C Kentucky version. Yeah. Hotel yeah. Covington is great. The yeah. Hannaford, which is the bar yeah. across the street from there. Coppins is the restaurant inside the Hotel Covington. Very, very nice. Like, if I was going to stay at this conference, I would probably stay at Hotel Covington and just do the quick Uber or yeah. walk there to the conference every day. Cause it's a uh, it's very, very nice. The restaurant is awesome. The drinks are great. Yeah. You could throw a rock from there and hit a brewery called Braxton Brewery, which yeah. is very nice. A bunch of Northern Kentucky guys. Um, you don't have to go to Cincinnati and have a really good time in Covington. And you could also get stabbed, but whatever. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of heroin. A lot of heroin. Uh, a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. Make sure, yeah. If you're, a cig- if you're a smoker, just hang out in Covington. You're going to get some good deals. Good people watching. Right. I think if people come to Northern Kentucky expecting to get bourbon, probably um, not going to get the bourbon experience that you would if you yeah. were in Lexington or something, or Louisville. But um, there are um, Goodfellas in Covington. Yep. Um, it's a really good bourbon bar. Um, there is a bourbon bar, a speakeasy, that if anybody wants to reach out to me, I'll tell you where it is. It's <laughs> behind in a coffee shop. Um, I will tell you the name of the coffee shop. I will tell you get into the back door, and it has, like, one of the top three bourbon collections in the world. It's unbelievable. I know people talk about Pappy Van Winkle, like it's the yeah. Holy Grail, and they have, like, all five different age varieties for no problem. So reach out to me in Telecast at EMI-RS or on Twitter, and I'll let you know the name of that place. I'm not going to give it out over top of this. Interesting. Yeah, all right. It's pretty good. Do some secrets for yourself. That's for me. So you want to move into the Mount Rushmore? Yeah, let's do it. Mount Rushmore. This week, because of the conference, MRMW is in Kentucky. It is the Mount Rushmore of Kentuckians. Do you have any, Brian? Well, you go one off one because it doesn't look like you're ready. So if you would just give me one, then I'll give one, and we can rotate back and forth. Well, Kentucky, for a small state, actually has a ton of famous people. It's a commonwealth, not a state. That's go true. Ahead. One of the Whatever. I think four or five, right? Uh, two. Um, Virginia, Massachusetts, Virginia, Hawaii? Massachusetts. No, Hawaii. I don't think Arizona's not a state, right? But Hawaii was a province they, of Kenya, and that was the whole Obama. Are they like, Obama are they thing, like right? the Guam? Yeah. Okay, I think so. I'm gonna go with a famous Kentucky, and I'm gonna start off with Abraham Lincoln. Now, let, let me do a little rant here as we start this off. Abraham Lincoln is from Kentucky. 
Indiana claims him. Illinois claims him. Landon Lincoln is a falsehood because Kentucky is where he was born. I've been to his where he was born. His birthplace was not far from where I grew up. He's a Kentuckian. If you look on Wikipedia, it will say he's from Kentucky. But Indiana and Illinois are trying to pull some weight and claim him. Am I right? You're right. Well, Mary Todd's also from Kentucky. I mean, well, give us a break, right? Well, she's a hussy, first of all. <laughs> I've seen. Don't you talk about Sally Fields like that. But I, yes, so Indiana takes claim because that's where he practiced law, actually, from in Boonville, Indiana, which is where my father lives, right outside of Evansville. Yeah. That's where he practiced law. And then Illinois is where, like, he yeah, became prominent. Well, I think yeah. that also where he grew up at the time was Indiana, but now it's Kentucky. Right. I don't know. But he's a, he's my number one of famous Kentuckians. Not on my list. Number <laughs> number one for me is Elijah Craig. <laughs> Elijah Craig was a Methodist minister. Um, he actually was born in Virginia, but basically his whole life lived in Georgetown, Kentucky, pretty close to where I grew up. And he is credited not for creating bourbon as much as he he was the first person that started burning barrels of bourbon before storing bourbon in the barrels. So the reason why bourbon is brown is from the burning of inside the barrels. That is the whole flavor of bourbon comes from the wood that it came from. So Elijah Craig, if you were to Google right now who invented bourbon, Elijah Craig would probably come up because he was the keystone and oh. what it was. So there you go. He's my number one. What's your number two? All right, number two. I'm going to go. There's some obvious ones we're going to skip, I guess, right? I'm going to go to Hunter S. Thompson. God. Did I take yours? You seem like a Hunter S. Thompson. Thompson I guy. am. Go ahead. Hunter S. Thompson, you, you may know him very, better than I do, but Johnny Depp played him in a movie. He's a crazy person, famous author, and did all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff in his life. But he has to be on the list just because he's so unique, right? Yeah, from Louisville. Grew up in the Cherokee area of Louisville. Um, I got really into Hunter S. Thompson in college yeah. and started reading his books. And just his style of writing. Like that... Um, that bizarro journalism where he puts himself <laughs> into every story is kind of bizarre. So bizarre. But I like reading, like, um, if you wanted to read something about Hunter S. Thompson, I would not read Fear and Loathing yeah. or anything like that. I would read, uh, he wrote an essay about the Kentucky Derby, I think it was 1974 that he wrote it, uh, just a day at the Derby. And even though that was 40 years ago, like, it is true today. Yeah. Like, the experience and what the Derby means to the people of Kentucky and the people that go there. And it is, like, just huge pride swell up when you read that article. It's really good. Yes, yeah, he's, he's a fascinating person, honestly. Yeah. So he's on mine, too. Awesome. Um, I will go. So I'll go now with my number three. I'll go Daniel Boone. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, how do we miss him? I lived in Boone County, uh, Daniel Boone National Forest. Uh, Daniel Boone, you know, the interesting part with Daniel Boone is that this is from some Annie thing that I got or my dad told me about or something. To where, like, he was going to go to jail because he owed, like, a huge debt. And instead, the person that, somebody who owned most of the land in Kentucky was like, if you go and settle this for me because you're around that area, I'll forgive you of your debt. And Daniel Boone went and settled the most of what is Kentucky today. So he's my number three. Got wow, it. that's pretty good. All right, my next one, I'm, this is probably on your list. I think I want to steal another one. I'm going to go Bill Monroe. No. Did you have him? No, I thought about it. Okay. Let's see if I He's basically invented bluegrass music. Yeah. He's from Kentucky. You probably, you probably don't think of bluegrass music for Kentucky, but you should. Hold on. You don't think of bluegrass music for Kentucky? It's the bluegrass state. I know. I don't think people think. I think they do, think Nashville. Do people realize that <laughs> bluegrass is a thing? Like, it's an actual... Bluegrass isn't... The thing is, is that the way that the grass blows in the wind... The greenness of the grass looks like blue, so they call it bluegrass. It is a literal strain of grass. Yeah. It's bluegrass. 
So we are the bluegrass state because that's what all of our grass is. But did they people know that? No, I just said I just said that. Okay, nobody knows that. Okay, so that was new knowledge. But Bill Monroe, I love bluegrass music. I think it's very unique, and I love going to like little fairs in the summertime anywhere in Kentucky, and there'll be somebody playing a banjo and singing some old Bill Monroe and some awesome little bluegrass. I love it. Yeah. My last one. Do you want to go with your last one? Or do you want me to go my last? One? Mine's <laughs> gonna be weird. Well, we're gonna. I mean, I'll go my last one. Go ahead. And this might be a little controversial. Go, Jefferson Davis. I can't believe you just said that. I think you have to. We just took down a statue. <laughs> we did take down a statue, but uh, all right. So you have to go back to that time and era. He did lead the Confederacy, right? He's from Kentucky. Oh, oh yeah. You know, he tried to secede from the U.S. Sure, but if you have, Great we're not Patriot. putting, we're not putting like the most, the best Kentuckians up here, are we? I thought we were. I don't know. <laughs> Ethical. <laughs> Let me just state for the record that you chose Jefferson Davis over Muhammad Ali. I'll just put that out there. He's on my list. People can people can do with that what they will. Maybe the live podcast. It's very problematic that you chose the head of the Confederacy over Muhammad Ali. These were listed in no particular order. Of course, you probably don't even call him Muhammad. You probably call him Cassius Clay, right? I get it. I'm starting to see a lot of things right now. Before the war. Hey, my number four is Secretariat. Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, he was born in Virginia, which um, is not Kentucky. However, was... But also a commonwealth. Also a commonwealth, and they do border. There was... He was conceived in Kentucky at Claiborne Farm. Oh, I didn't know. There's a lot of people don't know that, by born ruler. You know, Secretariat actually... So when you are born as a horse, you have to submit names to what's called the Jockey Club. So you can't just name your horse anything. So they submitted three names. All three names got rejected. They submitted three names, and Secretariat was the very last name of the second set of three names. Oh my gosh! Um, and it was something where like the owner of the or somebody that was involved with the horse worked with the United Nations and Secretariat of the United Nations or something. Anyway, um, but Secretariat is, is the greatest horse of all time. Retired to Claiborne Farms in Lexington, and where he died. Um, Hold, still holds the record for the Kentucky Derby time at a mile and a quarter. Famous won, picture? Famous picture at Belmont, where yeah. he won the Belmont by like 30-something lengths and yeah. holds the record at the Belmont still. I mean, Secretariat. And the thing is, so Secretariat for me, growing up in the horse racing industry, was the greatest horse ever. That's all everybody ever talked about. But now, like for some reason, the University of Kentucky has yeah. stolen Secretariat's yeah. silk pattern, yeah. that blue and white checkered board, and like put it me. on every sport that they have. Every uniform has it. It's dumb. It really is. Yeah. Everybody hates it. Yeah. But some some dude at Kentucky loves it that we're associated with a horse that was born in Virginia. Let's get going. Can I give you Joby Hall? No. Can I give you George Clooney? <laughs> Can I give you... This is... We're going into the debatable categories. Okay. Tom Cruise slash Johnny Depp. I think you can take one of them. Johnny Depp was born in Owensboro. Went to yeah. high school in Owensboro. I think he went to yeah. Apollo. So I'll give you that. And now he's French. Yeah. Tom Cruise just lived in Louisville. Lived in Louisville. Yeah. Are we still with Jennifer Lawrence? Born and raised in Louisville. We have um, the Gerald Waltrip. The Judds. All the Judds. Not all just Judds. Ashley. They have all three. All Judds. That's great. Yeah. Is Loretta Lynn from Kentucky? Yeah. Okay. Um, Happy Chandler. Happy Chandler. Jim Bunning. Jim Bunny. Maybe the greatest athlete human from the state of Kentucky. Senator and Baseball Hall of Fame. Baseball Hall of Fame. Two, two no-hitters. Yeah. Two games, right? Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Dan Issel. Dan Issel. Is he from Kentucky? Kyle Macy. Kyle Macy's from Indiana. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Rick Pitino. <laughs> People that have ever been in the state of Kentucky, go. <laughs> but we didn't talk about Muhammad Ali. Are we saving him for last? I was saving life? him for last, yeah. Oh, last. I was okay. saving him for last. I yeah. just... Muhammad Ali, I, because I was, I've been thinking a lot about Muhammad Ali lately because I think it's a point where now you stand on the right side of history. Yeah. But I wonder if if Muhammad Ali was happening currently. Yeah. So think about a young, boisterous, loud-spoken minority who then converts to, especially, I mean, I know what Islam was then, I know what it is now, you know, like, yeah. like converting to that and then draft dodging because yeah. of what he stood for. And then he comes back and he wins the heavyweight championships and then somehow endears himself to America to when he died. It was the biggest celebrity death in five to 10 years. Like it was a huge experience yeah. when Muhammad Ali died and what he did for everyone, what he did for generations, ethnicities, anybody, like he did so yeah. much. And I wonder like, how would that deal? How would that go now? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think a Muhammad Ali could emerge, similar type story. Right. But what I loved about Muhammad Ali is that he he went beyond the sports world. He went beyond Kentucky, beyond America. Like he was beloved everywhere in the world. He could he couldn't go anywhere, and he was like the most popular person everywhere he went for his whole the last forty years of his life. It's really crazy. Right. I wonder. Tell me this. Uh-oh. This is gonna get. This is kind of political and a little bit whatever. Uh-oh. But it's the last five minutes of the podcast. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody's listening. Nobody's got. If Colin Kaepernick, oh boy, gets signed on somewhere, and a year from now wins the Super Bowl, wins two Super Bowls, right? Falls into the right system, yeah. gets some weapons, wins two Super Bowls. Are we looking at him later on in life like we looked at Ali? I think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if Ali doesn't come back and win the title, then a lot of his stances, while noble, probably probably fall hollow yeah. on a majority of America. I mean, there still would be people that remembered him for what he did and what yeah. he stood for and what he tried to do and the equal rights and what he fought for. Yeah. But at the same time, there would still be the people that would be like, well, he was a draft dodger. Yeah. He converted. You know, well, stuff, right? until the victor goes to spoil. So if you win, basically right. if you win the war, you kind of get to tell the story, right? We, we kind of yeah. forget some of the challenges those people faced in life. And I think that's great. I agree with that. So Muhammad Ali wasn't perfect. Right. But I mean, he, like I said, he went beyond sports. And so he stood up for what he believed in, whether you believed he should have dodged the war or not. I mean, you have to at least respect that. And he did a ton of good for the world. Anyway, let's jump into May 19th. Adam Diekert's going to be at APOR in Denver, Colorado. On June 11th through 13th, myself, Brian Lamar, Tony Brown, Andrew DeSillis, and Jason Enderhees will be at IIEX in Atlanta. We will be doing a live podcast from IIEX as well. We'll be doing it on the 12th. More details to come. And next week, as always, please keep us in your thoughts. Please stop by and see us at the club. Please come to the live podcast on the 24th at Biscuits to to Burgers as we will be at the MRMW. On the 24th and the 25th, please take a look out on the floor for Tia Draper and Mike Holmes. They will be on the floor, and the rest of us will just be around Cincinnati if you want to meet anybody from EMI. Brian, anything else to add? Nope. I love it. (laughs) That's it. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks so much.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.